Social Zoom Factor, Episode 71. Hey, Zoomers, we are getting started in just a few seconds. But in order to Zoom, you need fuel. Our sponsors give us that fuel. Take a minute now to learn more about them. Your team is at the heart and soul of your business. You work hard to attract great people who help your business Zoom. Our new partner, Everyone Social, enables employees to become effective brand ambassadors by sharing, recommending, and promoting relevant content while building their personal online brand. Check it out and request a demo at socialzoomfactor.com slash everyone social. Driving results in business these days takes something special. It's a combination of the right info and the right energy. Pam Moore has both and is here to help you avoid the pitfalls and guide your business and life by leveraging and integrating social media, powerful branding, and digital marketing. Welcome to Social Zoom Factor. Now it's time to live life zoomed. Hey there, Zoomers, and welcome to Social Zoom Factor. This is your host, Pam Moore. Today, we are going to continue a conversation that we started in episode 69, which was about surprising and delighting our customers to earn brand loyalty. And I shared with you what I think is a pretty cool customer experience that I had on a recent trip to Athens, Greece. And it was both business and pleasure. I was hired by the International Classified Media Association, did some speaking and a couple workshops with a C-level audience. And I'll tell you, it was just an amazing experience. More of that trip will be coming soon. You can check out a few of the photos I have posted on Instagram of Greece. And I'll tell you, Greece was just absolutely beautiful. You can check it out at Instagram.com slash Pam Marketing Nut abbreviated. So it's P-A-M-M-K-T-G-N-U-T. And I'll also include a link in the show notes page for this episode, which will be socialzoomfactor.com slash 71, because this is episode 71. All right. But what we were talking about in episode 69 was just how amazing my customer experience was with Delta Airlines and that every single touch just almost surprised and delighted me. And what was really delightful and surprising was that it was very consistent, okay? And from the first person who picked up my bags from curbside check-in all the way to Greece, when I get off of the plane, there is a Delta employee standing there with a little bag of mints. And she says, would you like a mint? And so I encourage you to listen to that episode so you can hear that entire story. What I'm going to do today is talk about the continuation of that experience. And we are going to be talking about the power of a smile and the power of a virtual smile. So what I'm going to do is kind of translate what I experienced in real time with Delta Airlines. And I'm going to share with you what happened on the last legs of this trip and how their smile meant so much to me at a time that I really needed to see and feel that. And then what I'm going to do is give you some solid tips around how we can make our audiences, our customers, and our online communities feel the same way virtually. How can we take the power of an in-person smile, okay, and deliver that virtually? That's what today's podcast is going to be about. So to kick this off, let's talk about 
what happened? What is this virtual smile Pam is talking about? So we went to Greece, we enjoyed our time there, and then we're headed back. I started to do some planning and trying to figure out how I was going to upgrade my seats because I'll tell you, this is one piece of travel. Anybody who travels internationally and does multi-leg flights where you have multiple airlines trying to work together, it can honestly be a nightmare. And so I had to jump through some hoops to get my upgrades and figure out who was on first for what. And I have to say that Delta Airlines, I knew would come through. And so when push came to shove and each airline was pointing fingers at the other, I think I wasted about 50 euros in long distance charges and phone charges trying to just figure out who was on first for what so I could give the airline money to upgrade my flight. And that was Alitalia was the airline and it was being operated by Delta on the last leg, but not the second leg, which was the long leg. So that was the long flight that I really needed to upgrade. And because we had purchased our tickets through Orbitz, there was just all kinds of mass confusion. So you know me, those of you who follow me, I don't usually resort to Twitter until I am very frustrated and I can't get an answer. And most of the large brands that we are loyal to, they know that as well. If they know me at all online and in real life, they know if I'm tweeting them, it's because I honestly need help. So I have to say that Delta saved the day and they did help with everything that they could. So I sent them a tweet, I believe it was Saturday night, Sunday night, and we were leaving first thing Monday morning. And they helped upgrade my last leg flight for me and my son. My 14-year-old had traveled with me. And so they helped me upgrade that flight, which was awesome. So thank you, Delta. The second leg, I had to jump through some hoops still. I got a partial upgrade, didn't really get what I thought I was paying for. But that's a whole other podcast. And that was on Alitalier. Now, let's talk about this virtual smile. So after a very long day of travel, I think it was 27 hours by the time from when we left Greece to when we finally landed in Orlando, Florida, where we live permanently. And we had flown for the last leg into JFK Airport. And I went to the desk to see what we could do with our seats, if there was a way we could move closer to the front, that type of thing. Any of you who travel, you know what I'm talking about. You're always trying to figure out how you can get the best possible solution, the best possible seat that you can. And me and my son were just dead tired, okay? We had already went into the restroom and I had washed my face, put on a clean face, completely changed clothes, trying to do everything I could to just feel refreshed. And we walk up to the Delta counter and there is just this woman standing there. And by the way, her name is Talisha. And she just smiled. Okay. As we walked up to the desk, her face was just blooming, made us bloom. It was just shining. And what a nice feeling that was just to see her there smiling. And I knew no matter what I was ready to ask her that I knew from her smile that she was going to help me, okay? So we ask our question. She helps us get our seats in a little bit better seat. And I wanted to just give her a hug, okay? I wanted to literally just say, thank you so much, which I did tell her. I said, thank you so much. You are the icing on this cake. You were the double icing on the cake. Because if you listen to episode 69, I told you that the girl with the bowl of mints, 
at the final destination in Greece was the icing on the cake. So Talisha honestly had to be just that second layer of that double fudge, awesome chocolate icing, okay, on this trip that was already amazing. And we went ahead and then we knew we had our seats. My son and I went and got dinner and you know tried to find some decent, healthy food in the airport, which we did. And I'm actually pretty impressed with the JFK airport and all they have done for technology. And you'll see some of the photos on my Instagram on this. But you know they had iPads when we ordered. They had iPad charging stations with free internet surfing. And so you could surf the internet with an iPad. They had all these charging stations you could plug in everything. And then they had an iPad there where you could simply surf the web, find out more information about your flight, whatever it may be. And then as we went to board the plane, Talisha's standing there and she's just beaming. I mean, her smile, you could tell was contagious. And for the most part, everybody getting on that plane was happy. And I have to tell you, it came from a big reason of that way that the staff was engaging with the passengers. They were smiling with the passengers. They were talking to the passengers. They were listening to us. They were treating us as human beings. And I told Talisha, I said, you know what? You are the triple icing on this cake, and I really appreciate for your you for your service. I gave her my business card, and I said, you know what, Talisha, you are probably going to get a placement on my podcast. So we went ahead and got on the plane, and we were even surprised again. My son, who had we had kind of flipped the coin to see who would take which seat. We had two aisles across from each other. He wound up with nobody in his row, which was awesome. And so then when Talisha came on the plane and my son's asking, hey, is this going to be this whole row for me? And she looks at him and gave him a smile. And she said, yes. She said, that row is all yours. I didn't put anybody else there. Okay. Awesome sauce. So we were surprised. We were delighted. And Talisha's simple smile and tone of voice and sentiment and the way that she treated us with the best customer service made our day. So I just want to say thank you, Talisha, and thank you, Delta Airlines. Now, let's translate this into How can we do the same exact thing online? How can we make people feel and know that we are smiling at them? How can we make them feel that warm and fuzzy feeling where they just want to reach out to you and give you a virtual hug? So you remember when I talked to you about how I wanted to just hug Talisha? I really did. I wanted to just say thank you. And I think as I boarded the plane, I actually did give her a hug. But how can we do that same thing online? So we are going to talk through some tips and some strategies of how we can do the same thing in a virtual way. Number one is we need to just be acknowledging where our customers are coming from and This is why I always say you need to know your audience. And I encourage you to go download our white paper, which is an audience analysis worksheet. Just go to socialzoomfactor.com slash audience. And also check out the top 10 things you need to know about your audience in episode four. But we need to acknowledge where our customers are coming from. You don't know what kind of day they've had. Have they had a hard day? Have they had a happy day? You don't know how 
important your virtual smile could be. So I think it's knowing where your customers are coming from and knowing who they are, what they are, what they need from you, what they're doing on a daily basis and what they need from you. Because you think of the moment that we landed at JFK. I needed a smile. I'm dead tired. I didn't sleep Sunday night. We left our hotel at 3 a.m. Athens, Greece time. And note, Athens, Greece is seven hours ahead of Eastern time zone in America, which is where I live. So I did not get home to my house until after 10 p.m. Orlando time. So I had had a long day. And so I needed to see Talisha's smile and she knew me. She knew that I needed a smile. She looked at my itinerary and saw that I had a very long trip and probably knew that the smile could be a good layer of icing on my cake. Next thing is make sure that you are simply smiling. And there's a couple easy ways we can do this. First thing is just to have a photo that is smiling. So don't just throw your logo up on your personal Twitter profile and your personal Facebook account. Smile in your photo. You don't need to be looking superficial and like you are the best businessman or woman on the planet. You need to make sure that you appear human, that you are proving that you are approachable. So a real smile in a photo can really shine. And I can't tell you how many people comment on my photo and all I did is really smile. I did have a professional photographer take the photo that I use online and I have a set of photos that I had professionally taken and then I rotate them. And I'll tell you, it's one of the best investments that I have made in my online brand. And so if you have not had a professional photo taken, I highly encourage you to do such. If you can't afford to do that right now, then I encourage you to just take the time, get somebody you know to take some photos of you, find a nice backdrop, even if it's a wall or, you know, some somewhere outside that looks beautiful. You can go to some art type of buildings or hotels. They have some good backdrops even inside the buildings that can really showcase a a great environment for a photo. But just make sure that you are smiling. Next thing, number three, is say hello and thank you. So it's not that difficult for us to just say hello. So we're acknowledging when people talk to us. We are acknowledging, kind of imagine yourself virtually passing by somebody. And this happens all the time. This happens if you're on Facebook and you happen to be in a conversation with somebody and it could be one of your friend's uh, walls that you're engaging on. Maybe they have a post and you happen to virtually kind of walk by some of their friends or people that you don't really know that well. You can say hello. If they comment on your post, you say thank you. You know, if somebody's engaging with you on Twitter, tell them thank you. If they retweet your content, let them know that you appreciate that. And sometimes a simple hello can mean a lot, right? If somebody follows you or adds you to a list or you happen to notice some of those things and something about their presence, about the way they did something just inspires you and connects with you, let them know. Now, this doesn't mean that you are required to say hello to every single person that follows you on Twitter, unless that's something you want to do. Because 
as your following on platforms like Twitter starts to grow, you will start to get a lot of followers every day. And I always explain it. It's very similar to like a snowball. So I truly believe in everything in business and life and marketing and social media. It only takes a seed, okay? Once you plant this seed and your community starts to grow, it will organically grow faster than you can imagine. And, you know, I get between 100 to 400 people a day plus that follow me on Twitter. So there's no feasible way that I could thank all of them at a, on a per tweet basis, because if I did, it would completely muddy my stream. But as you are new, sometimes that's good. As you notice people following you, thank them. You know, and there will come a point where you probably will not be able to continue to do that on a regular basis, but that's okay. Hey, Zoomers, I know we are deep into some amazing content right now, but let's take a quick moment to learn more about our great sponsors too. Success in business and life is built on trust and relationships. According to Edelman's Trust Barometer, 41% of people think a company's employees rank higher in public trust than a firm's PR department, CEO, or founder. Empowering your employees to be the voice of your brand can help you more quickly earn trust and establish authority to ignite relationships with customers, partners, and your online audience to Zoom measurable business results. Our new partner, Everyone Social, makes it easy for employees to Zoom their personal brands and become trusted thought leaders by easily sharing relevant and engaging content with their audience while at the same time assisting their employers to achieve their marketing and business goals. Learn how to get started the right way in developing your own employee brand advocacy program by downloading a free white paper from Everyone Social at socialzoomfactor.com slash power up. Check it out, friends. Next thing, number four, is just listen and then respond. So this is pretty much the same thing, but making sure that you're taking the time to listen. We were given two ears and one mouth, I believe, for a reason. We need to spend more time listening than we do talking. Sometimes it's as simple as just being available to open yourself up to having a conversation and being available to be there for whatever it is your audience and your community wants from you. Number five is having an open mind. And I know that it is hard in 140 characters oftentimes to say what you want to say and have it really mean something to the person on the other end of it. And it's also oftentimes hard to truly understand the meaning behind what somebody is trying to tell you in 140 characters. And so it's really important that you have an open mind and a fresh perspective when somebody is communicating with you. And don't always jump to conclusions thinking that person's telling me off or they're just trying to be difficult and disagreeing with me or you know they're just trying to make my life difficult. It could be you're just not understanding them because we don't have the benefit of having that eye-to-eye contact. So we cannot see the true body language of somebody across the computer screen unless we're in a video or a Google Hangout, that type of thing. If you're only looking at a 140-character tweet, we can't necessarily see that. And if we are too quick to judge and don't have a positive mindset or an open mind to what that person is trying to communicate to us, it can have a negative impact on your ability to really 
birth and foster and nurture relationships over time because you always think everybody's out to get you. And I know a lot of people who this has impacted their success online. And so I always encourage them just to open up your privacy a little bit, open up your mind. Not everybody online is out to get you. A lot of times it's just finding that common language that we all can connect and communicate with. This leads us to number six, which is your social and digital body language that you need to be aware of your own body language. What signs are you giving to other people? And your just as your body language offline is one of the most important factors of human communication, your digital body language is just as important online. What is the image that you want to portray? What is your brand promise? What is the personality and overall architecture of your brand? Because your unspoken digital body language, is it living up to your brand promise? If not, it may very well be time for you to revisit how you are engaging on social media and maybe clean your actions up a little bit. And I encourage you to check out and download. I have a white paper that has 105 five factors that are impacting your personal and business brands in regard to social and digital body language. And you can download that at socialzoomfactor.com slash digital me. Number seven is know your audience and talk to them and their language. So this is pretty simple. You need to know who your audience is and talk to them how they want to be spoken to. And this doesn't necessarily mean is their primary language Greek or is their primary language English or Spanish? Yes, of course that matters. But I'm saying, what is the tone of the conversation they want to hear from you? What is the level of conversation? Is this a C-level audience or is this more of an entry-level audience that is new to your type of content? What are the words they want you to use? Is it more formal? Is it more slang? Is it somewhere in between? Is it a fun type of conversation they want to have with you or is it a serious type of conversation? I don't know the answers to this question for you because I don't know your brand and I don't know your audience and I don't know how your audience wants to engage with you. And it's why you must do your research. And it's why we recommend so much leveraging a strategy that starts with the audience. So you start with understanding who is your audience, what are their objectives, and building a strategy that's going to help you help your audience satisfy their objectives, you reach your objectives. And then last, we choose the technology and the tactics, okay? So we leverage the Forrester Post methodology to do that. So it's people, objectives, strategy, and tactics and technology come last. So I encourage you to make sure you know your audience and speak to them in a way that they will feel happy about engaging with you. Number eight is pretty simple. Just share and provide good content. Think about the Delta case study, okay? They helped me. They didn't overcomplicate it. Talisha didn't have to tell me some big complicated story of why they couldn't get me what I needed on previous flights when I'm 
trading emails with the Twitter folks, their Twitter support rep. They don't have to go into some complicated story. They are focused on solving my problem. They are focused on providing value that helps me solve my problems. My problem was I needed to upgrade my flight and I couldn't find anybody willing to take my credit card or able to take my credit card to do that. It was one finger pointing at the other. So they focused on solving my problem. They focused on giving me what I needed and making that conversation valuable. Once I started dialoguing with Delta online, I knew they were going to at least be able to do the best that they could for me. They, I knew that they may not be able to do everything because I knew that the flight that I had purchased for the long leg, I knew it was going through Alitalier. So I knew Delta's hands were crossed to some degree. You know, there was only so much that they could do, but I knew that the content was valuable. And that made me smile knowing that I was in good hands. So you always want your audience to feel and know that they are in good hands with you, that you are providing them accurate information, you are providing them content that is going to provide value. And at the same time, this is number nine, we need to create shareable and unique user experiences. And I've talked a lot about this, but how can you create an experience that people want to share? Something that people want to tell their community about, something that gives people something to join, not just something to buy. You want them to be as loyal as they can to your brand and creating those memorable experiences is going to help them come closer to your brand. It's going to help them want to tell their audience about it. Because if you think about it, the experience that I had with Delta is shareable. It was pleasurable. It was surprising. It was delightful. And I want to talk about it from the mountaintops. You know, by the time I got to Greece, my experience made it into my keynote deck and I delivered workshops to C-level executives from all over the globe at this conference I was at. So from one shareable experience that I had on a trip from Orlando to Greece, Delta has earned its way into my keynote deck that reaches, you know, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of people because I post my decks out on SlideShare. You know, I have one deck that's been viewed last time I looked over 600,000 times, okay, and downloaded hundreds of times. So one experience that you create that is unique and that is compelling for your audience could really bring an ROI to you and your business if it is done in the right way. But the key is that we don't want to be creating experiences just so somebody goes and posts it on a blog post or because you want them to go do a podcast about you. It's having the right heart and wanting to create shareable experiences because you're really wanting to make that customer smile. You're wanting to truly make them feel good. And last but not least is number 10, which is simply treat others how you want to be treated. Okay, if you think about Talisha from Delta Airlines, she gave us the warmest smile and she treated me how I want to be treated and probably how she wants to be treated. And my guess is in her life, she. I hope, Talisha, that you have a lot of people that treat you and make you feel the same way because your smile is contagious. And so I am going to post a photo that I took of Talisha at the JFK airport on our trip, and it will be posted on the show notes page. And I encourage you to check it out at socialzoomfactor.com slash 71. And I hope that we all can 
give the same type of smile to our audiences. And I think Talisha is just such a great case study. When you see the photo of her, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. And just remember her smile, remember this story, and keep that in your heart and in your mind. And for today, for tomorrow, the next week, when you were engaging online, just remember her smile and try to make people feel the same way. Think of somebody that has made you smile recently, whether that was somebody in your family, whether it was somebody that you met at a store while you were shopping or your child, whoever it may be. And just think of how they made you feel. Think of the warmth that you felt, the inspiration that you felt. And then as you go out throughout your day online, throughout your week online, and as you're engaging, trying to grow your business, enhance your brand, focus on how you make people feel and thinking of this virtual smile that we talked about today. So I hope that this information was useful for you. I hope that this case study kind of wrapped this conversation in a different nutshell than some of the things we usually talk about. I love storytelling and I think it's a great way for us to understand topics that are more intangible like this. Topics that are, I can't give you the perfect book and say, you know, here is exactly how you make somebody smile because it's a human, it's a human factor that we are dealing with. So really be thinking, what is the human factors and how can you connect with people? How can you inspire them, connect with them? So we inspire people to connect with us with the goal of helping them achieve their goals. And when we help them achieve their goals, we achieve ours by default. And it's why our tagline for our agency marketing nuts is in inspire, connect, achieve. Let's not make it any more difficult than it needs to be. Let's try to simplify these things and put it in a nutshell. I know that your time is so valuable and I'm so thankful that you took the time to hang out with me today on this podcast for almost 30 minutes. I wish you the greatest success this week. I hope that your business and your life just kicks into turbo. Best of luck to you. That's a wrap. If you're ready to Zoom your business and Zoom your life, then don't let the end of this episode be the end of your journey. Visit socialzoomfactor.com slash Zoom for incredible free resources and guides. And be sure to join the Social Zoom Factor mailing list so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Social Zoom Factor.